All right, Brian Broad is co-host of G-Bag Nation, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, a legendary show, a legendary station as well. He jumps on with us because Brandon Cooks is now a Dallas Cowboy. Okay, there's more than just Brandon Cooks. But, look, the, the Cowboys right now have made it clear they're going in some different directions, Brian. You got Zeke out, Brandon Cooks in. Just what what is your early thought, and really what's the feel there in Dallas on the Cowboys offseason so far? Well, first off, guys, it's really great to be with you guys. And uh, I really loved the last time we all got to chat there during the playoff time. Yeah, I think the direction, you know, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're always kind of thinking about free agency involves Jerry and Steven and the family going on spring break and, the you know, with the yacht off the coast of Italy somewhere and hanging out and not doing anything. But this was a, this was a different direction. And, uh, you know, it was one of those times where, you know, this team is outstanding when it comes to draft. They really do believe in, in their ability to draft. They like to – they like to sign they like to develop you know that's kind of the way that they play in free agency and you know this time around though they they moved on some from players last year you know with randy gregory and and you know connor williams you know and 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 wilson the wide receiver and they picked up some compensatory picks along the way you know that's something that they kind of love to have these picks and be able to use them but they took these compensatory picks and now they're moving them for players that teams are moving on from you know whether you know it's uh our, the cornerback from you know from indy gilmore or you know with cooks you know they're taking those compensatories and they're ship shipping them away to these teams and and you know and, and being able to get players back and the best thing about with the cooks trade is you know he's got 18 million dollars guaranteed they got the you know the texans to take six million of that and uh in you know in and to make the trade so you know they've got they've got some things they're kind of wheeling and dealing on, and I think people are really really happy that they were able to, you know, get Donovan Wilson done the safety. That was a priority. You know, we had a chance to visit with, you know, Mike McCarthy at the combine, and he was adamant about Donovan Wilson coming back. He, you know, they were really interested in Leighton Vanderesh. So they're kind of just picking off one thing off their checklist at a time. And just to add, you know, to add Gilmore at corner, and, you know, my guys around the league, the scout buddies I have, the general manager buddies I have that I've worked with, they're like, hey, Brian, this guy could still play. You know, this guy could still play. And then, you know, you ask him about Cooks, and they're like, no, this guy could still play too. So, you know, just it, it just appears it's a different point of attack for the Cowboys. And, you know, that's got people pretty fired up because, again, like I said, they know that they're going to have the ability to draft here in about you know six weeks, and that's really one of their strengths. Brian, do you feel like they're essentially trying to find players that have been in bad situations and have just been forgotten about, but yet still have a lot of productivity left? Because you know Brandon Cooks has kind of felt like an afterthought in Houston and has been moved around a lot, but all he does is is catch for a thousand yards. Yeah, it's uh, you know that's their 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 pro personnel department has been at times really really good. They, you now they've had some misses along the way as well. They've you know the the best one I think they ever did you know of here recently was you know Robert Quinn and you know and they they looked at the Dolphins situation where you know you're changing a coaching staff you know you're going from. Uh, you know, this is before McDaniel, the coach they currently have. But, you know, this is, you know, they go from a 4-3 front to a 3-4 front, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like Robert Quinn is not a, a piece in a 3-4 front. 
And so they make a trade. They send like a, you know, a, a six-round pick to the Dolphins. And then Quinn comes and gets like 14 and a half sacks and moves on to the Bears. You know, that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that the Cowboys really thrive on is understanding. You know, I, I learned this when I was in the league for 13 years. I worked with Ron Wolf, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, Hall of Fame general manager. And, you know, he always likes to say, hey, keep an eye on the teams that have changed coaches and changed general managers. And he goes, those are the guys that will usually say, hey, we didn't draft this guy. We didn't sign this guy. This is not one of our guys. So that's kind of a good piece of advice I think the Cowboys have always taken a, a approach on is that, hey, we're going to look at these teams that have new general managers, new coaches, and then we're going to pick players off from that because – you know these guys just you know they they're they're not they don't fit in and they they've had some success doing that so uh you know it's something that i i think that they're going to continue on to, to keep trying to do uh brian when they moved down from kellen moore after mike mccarthy said that he was looking to run the ball more this year and sure they're going to move on from ezekiel elliott tony pollard's great but he you know he's coming off a broken leg and a high ankle sprain Right. Any chance, I, he's probably not going to be around at 26. I know that they're mocked to take somebody like Dalton Kincaid or maybe take a tight end. Any chance maybe they would move up or look to draft somebody like Bijan Robinson, even with Tony Pollard, if they do want to run the ball more? Yeah, from your lips to God's ears, I'd love to see that one myself. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing about it is, and th this is this is just my take. I, I start looking at players, uh, college players, on December 1st. That's Since I've been in the media, that's when I start. I'm not like my buddy Dane Brugler or these others that get cracking at it like on Memorial Day. You yeah. know, I, I, I wait a little time, but I viewed over 160 players so far. And, you know, and I started with Bijan Robinson very, very early in this, in this campaign. And regardless of the position, he's one of the best players I've evaluated this year. Uh, it's just the way he plays. And, you know, I was fortunate in my career to see a guy like Barry Sanders play live. I was stood on the sidelines at Lambeau Field and watched him run the football. So I have an idea of what that was like to compete against. Bijan Robinson has got traits like that. That ability not just to make one guy miss, make three guys miss. You know, the spin, the vision, the jump cuts. You know, he catches the football extremely well. He's explosive. He's tough. He's hard to bring down. You know, always going forward. There's a lot of really positive traits. You know, I don't see Bijan Robinson getting to Dallas at 26. I think he would be the best player on Dallas's board. And Dallas has done a really good job is if players come to their – get down to their spots of being very patient – and, and and just saying, okay, we're going to take the best player here. You know, they did it with Micah Parsons. They did it with C.D. Lamb. You know, they just they just look at their board and say, okay, there's a reason why we've got this thing stacked. And when I mean stacked, from 1 to 150 in the order that they would take them. And, you know, it, it's, it's served them very, very well. And, and I think that's something that, you know, I don't anticipate Bijan, like we said, getting to Dallas. But I have a feeling if he did, he would be the best player on their board. And I think it would be very, very difficult for them to walk away from that, considering where they are right now with the running back situation. Again, it's Pollard, and then they're going to try and kind of rebuild some things along the way. Yeah, just following up on that, what do you think is more likely? Dallas picks up someone like Ronald Jones, or Dallas goes out and maybe drafts a, a talent like Zach Charbonnet, maybe in like the fifth yeah. round? Yeah, I think that I think the drafting. You know, I I asked. Matter of fact, I just got off my show here in Dallas, literally just a few minutes ago, and we we had this discussion about. And I asked somebody in the organization, 
I'm like, hey, any news to report today on the visits? And said nothing, nothing to report. So, you know, this is not to mean that they wouldn't go out and try and sign a veteran running back. But I think right now they're going to get to a point, and a lot of teams are doing this, and you're going to start to see some players kind of jump into restart to signing. Like we saw Dalton Schultz go to the Texans today, one year, $9 million. And I think you're going to start to see a lot of players do this because what's happened is going to happen in two weeks, these pro days are going to be over with. And then teams are going to go into these rooms and they're going to start putting boards together. They don't care about free agency anymore. They're going to, you know, so any one of these running backs, tight ends, anybody that's out there kind of hunting a job, probably needs to get on a team as quickly as possible you know we've we've seen you know some one-year deals already being struck but you know to your point I, I think that they're I just know this I've looked at like I say 160 players the running back it's the the running back room is really really deep the corner back room is really really deep and the tight ends are very very deep in this draft I think you can go probably anywhere from rounds one through five and grab you the type of guy that you want. I know McIntosh is a kid from Georgia that I really like because you see him. He's one of those complete backs. He's got the size. He's got the ability to, to the, the, the cuts, the ability to make people miss, and he catches the ball really well down mm-hmm. the field. It's a multi-weapon type of a player, and there's several. There's several of these guys that are playing. This is one of the better running back classes that I've seen. So, you know, if you're if, for guys like Zeke and others, you know, this might be a little bit of a struggle to try and get in on a team uh, considering what's going on with these running backs in the draft. Talking to Brian Broaddus, BetMGM tonight, uh, who do you think Dak Prescott will miss more? Amari Cooper, who we've seen obviously one year now without him in Dallas, or now uh, uh, Dalton Schultz? I mean, because now he's going on a one-year yeah. deal to Houston. That was, sort of, that was one of his security blankets, yeah. No, absolutely. And when you watch Dalton Schultz play, uh, you know, that's – the thing that was with Dalton, it you know the other ones, the other two that they have with, you know Hendershot and Ferguson, you see more run after catch. And I think with with Dalton, he was really good at kind of, and we saw this in the Tampa playoff game, that he does a great job of uncovering himself. So all of a sudden, you know Dak is scrambling to his left, he's looking, the field's getting really small, it's getting short. And now Dalton Schultz kind of works his way between the corner and the safety and just kind of finds a hole, and Dak throws him the football. And that's where I think that, 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 they're, going to miss, that they're going to miss that with Schultz. Now, again, this is a tight end class. Man, you could go seriously deep on this group. I, I think you could carry this thing all the way to the sixth round, and there's going to be a tight end there that's probably a pretty good athlete that's probably played as a wing or a flex or some type of position where they're running. These tight ends are like 248-pound, 255-pound wide receivers. And it's just the way the game is gone. And, you know, if you find somebody that can reliably catch the football, they will find a spot for you in these offenses. Uh, Brian, we still got about two minutes. The last couple weeks of the season, Micah Parsons, and I know Dallas was dealing with some injuries, so Dan Quinn had to use him a little bit differently. He was dealing with an injury himself. But what did you notice? Because, like, the first couple weeks of the season, I was trying to make the case for him to win MVP, obviously Defensive Player of the Year. And it's not that he fell off. I mean, Nick Bosa had a ridiculous season. But when you go back and you look at the tape, what did you notice? Just just kind of beat up towards the end of the year? Or what was it? Spill the tea, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. No, the thing with with Micah. And congratulations to the Cowboys, because if you could watch Penn State tape and tell that he was going to be this pass rusher that he is right now. Yeah. 
Holy geez. That, I mean, Dan Quinn and those guys deserve a lot of credit for that. But I'll say this, though. Micah was a little bit banged up. And what happened, though, with the it towards the end is that he got schemed a lot more. Teams were like, listen, we're not going to let this guy beat us. And, and what happened is you started to play some schemes, too, where, like, Philadelphia figured out to run the ball at him. You know, teams, especially with the stuff that they were able to do with the RPOs, you know, teams like, listen, running the ball at him is not a bad thing because you would put him in a little bit of indecision. And he was dealing with a lot of, he was dealing with a lot of chip blocking. He was dealt with a lot of some one-on-one. They started going at his legs a little bit more. But yeah, I, I think that with with Parsons, he got a little bit wore down with all that he had to deal with, and and really with the defense, they were struggling with some injuries throughout. I mean, they lost you know, Leighton Vanderesh, they lost Curse, they lost. I mean, Hankins was out. I mean, they they were losing some players, and then all of a sudden he was having to just take all the role of the defense was put on his shoulders. And I think that at the end, it was just it got it got really really tough and difficult on him to have to to, to carry the load the way that he did. Ryan brought us one oh five three. The fan in Dallas comes on Give right after his show. Tea. Man, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Love Thank you, Brian. Guys. Take care. Go Thank back you. Up. Take care. You wanted more tea than you were going to get, didn't you? You just want you want all yeah, the drama. He worked for Ron <laughs> Wolf. Maybe I already had a little tea. Kind of want to just talk to Brian for like no, the next two I, hours I texted, about football. I texted Brian, Brian today when we were talking about, you know, bringing somebody on from Dallas. And I was like, Ryan is going to be, all caps, so pumped. Did I not say that, Scott? Yeah, I You absolutely him. did. I yeah. said, Ryan, my co-host, is going to be ecstatic, pumped to have you on. I should have him on the new show that comes on uh, 10 to 1 a.m. It's called Ryan's Football Show. Yeah, it's called Ryan's <laughs> it's Football Show. It's a really creative yeah, name you, guys, that you just made up there. Yep. You guys are going to knock it out this baseball pump. season. Yeah. Though. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Pirates. <laughs> Horvafter Dark. Yeah. There, there we go. Yeah. There we go, Scott. Then he can start talking about the real weird stuff then. That's when the grown-ups nope. are listening. Football. 